Hello and welcome back to another English GCSE revision lesson. Lots of you guys absolutely loved my previous lessons where I did a live model response of if I was sitting in exam conditions, how I would answer the paper one exams. Lots of you guys absolutely said, Barbara, we love this. Please do more of this. So I'm back again. And this time I will be tackling the 2018 English language paper one exam. Of course, remember that for this exam, you always have the question paper as well as the insert. And with this particular paper, so this is the 2018 paper. It's The Sound of Thunder by Ray Badbury. Okay, so that's the source that you're going to be rece receiving if you were to download this paper for yourself. Okay, now let's quickly begin by recapping on timings. Remember for English language paper one, the exam is one hour, 45 minutes long. In terms of how to allocate times for this entire exam, remember to spend the first 10 minutes on reading through all of the questions within the paper. This is questions one all the way to question number five highlighting also the extract so after you've read the questions and highlighted keywords within the question also read through the extract highlight them and then afterwards with question number one you should spend a max of five minutes for question number two spend a max of 10 minutes for question number three spend max of 10 minutes Question number four should be 20 minutes that you should allocate. And that therefore leaves you, if you do the maths, with about 50 minutes left over for question number five. I would suggest allocate 10 minutes of this 50 minutes for question number five on planning your response, either the creative writing or the descriptive writing. And then 35 minutes roughly on writing out your response and five minutes on checking back over your answers. So now that you have an idea of how to use this one hour and 45 minutes, what we're gonna begin by doing is of course reading through the questions and highlighting it and I'll show you in live reaction how I would tackle this exercise. So just to recap, for English language paper one exam, you're always presented with the question paper as well as the insert. You have one hour, 45 minutes in total for this entire exam, okay? So for all five questions. Fight the temptation to just dive straight into, okay, let me open the paper. Let me go straight for question number one. Let me find the evidence for that. Question number two, three, four, and five, okay? Fight that temptation. The strategic way to do this is begin by reading through the question paper using your trusty highlighter. And of course, always make sure you have a highlighter pen a few backup pens ready okay in case you know of course your primary pen runs out however taking your highlighter begin by reading through the question paper so that you have an idea of all five questions this includes the creative and descriptive writing exercise so that it can be at the back of your mind okay and once you've done once you're done with that okay so once you're done reading the question paper knowing the keywords then you read the insert because you strategically would then be reading the insert to pick out the relevant things for the question okay so don't waste your time going for question number one then answering question number two and so on use your time strategically first start off by by reading the questions, highlighting the keywords, reading the insert, and then dive straight into the answers, all right? Now, in terms of how you allocate this one hour, 45 minutes, remember that you spend 10 minutes reading, planning, okay, if you need to, all right? So you spend the first 10 minutes of this exam reading through the question paper and of course reading through the insert. Then spend five minutes on question number one. This is maximum five minutes, less if possible. 10 minutes for question number two. 10 minutes for question number three, 
20 minutes for question number four and then that will leave you with roughly around 50 minutes all right so that will leave you with about 45 minutes to plan uh, and write out question number five this is the creative or descriptive writing of course spend 10 minutes of that time planning and then roughly about five minutes at the end you can maybe check through your answers all right so that's the timing now that we have this in mind let's begin by reading through the questions and highlighting the keywords okay so if i were obviously uh, sitting this exam i begin by reading question number one of course all right so question one asks read again the first part of the source from lines one to nine i haven't noted the source but i'm being asked to look at lines one to nine and of course always remember for question number one you're given specific line numbers it's not the whole thing all right so you just highlight lines one to nine and find four things right about this jungle that therefore means this extract is going to be talking about the jungle so you list four things about this jungle from the part of the source those are really the keywords remember keywords are the things that are easy to miss don't highlight things like read that's obvious okay it's obvious that you're expected to read it's the stuff that's not obvious that are your keywords all right so that's question number one so i know that i'm going to be looking at elements and describing some jungle all right so question number two this is the one that always gives you the extract in front of you now i'm not going to read the extract but i'm going to read the question so look at the in detail at this extract from line 16 to 26 to be honest i'll probably wouldn't highlight this because it's already there it's obvious right i'm going to highlight the stuff that's not obvious so here i'm asked how does the writer use language so language is a key word all right not structure but language alliteration metaphor similes nouns verbs adjectives all of that okay so how does the writer use language to describe the tyrannosaurus rex okay interesting so this is about a jungle and it's also about a t-rex a type of dinosaur right and how language is used now here we're asked to talk about the writer's use of words also language features all right so actually i've highlighted language here so i probably won't need to highlight that and then sentence forms okay so that's question number two i'm going to be so already this is telling me all right so the insert i'm going to be reading is about a jungle and it also includes a tyrannosaurus rex a prehistoric creature this is question number two so now i'm going to move on to question number three so what does this question ask me to do now question number three of course if you've seen other lessons right we always know that question number three is a structure question all right so this question is asking you need to think about the whole of the source this is important okay so this is not obvious it's the whole source because sometimes question number three can give you specific line numbers so this is important information now then you're told this text is from the middle of a short story that's important information so i would probably highlight that the fact that the text the extra i'm going to be reading is taken from the middle of a brief story how has the writer structured very important this is not language this is structure sentence types interesting punctuation repetition to you so how's the writer structured the text to interest you as the reader actually i'll probably say just interest you because it's interesting me i'm already the reader so it's, it's obvious that i'm already reading this okay so it's from the whole of the source keywords middle of a short story important keywords and how is this structure to interest you as a reader you could write about how the what the writer so what what elements what things the writer focuses your attention so my attention at the beginning of the source so i'm gonna have to pick out something from the beginning that's important and then how and why the writer changes this focus okay so that's important keywords how and why and how do they change this focus the how would be you know what structural techniques what sentence types and so on and because my the first bullet point in the same beginning the change of focus could either be i'll we'll take something from the middle to contrast it with the beginning in the same paragraph or something from the end to directly juxtapose them because i can use the whole source and then any other structural features okay again here because to be honest i've already highlighted structure this kind of goes with that all right so this is the keywords i would highlight for question number three 
So now let's have a look at what question number four requires of me. So this question, which is worth 20 marks, states, focus this part of your answer on the second part of the source. Okay, so this is the second part of the source, not the whole source, from line 31 to the end. I'm going to highlight that, line 31 to the end, because this is not obvious information. This is really important to focus on. A student said, this part of the story, where the men encountered the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay, so now I'm finding out that this dinosaur, the T-Rex, has some men who are in the jungle with it and they come across it, okay? So this part of the story where the men encountered the Tyrannosaurus Rex, that's important keywords, shows Eccles, okay, so this is a key character, is right to panic. So I'm gonna highlight right, so he's correct, he's doing the right thing when he panics. The monster, so this Tyrannosaurus Rex is a bad dinosaur, it's a monster, it's terrifying. So I'm gonna highlight that, okay? So I've highlighted men encountered the Tyrannosaurus Rex, Eccles, so this is one of the characters, I guess, right to panic. Monster, terrifying. These are really important keywords, but the stuff that's not obvious from the question. To what extent do you agree? To be honest, I probably will agree because I don't really want to argue. I want to say that the writer does probably successfully show this. I haven't yet read the extract, but probably mm, I will likely agree, okay? And usually for this question, I would say just agree. So you asked, in your response you could, consider your own impressions of Eccles's reaction to the Tyrannosaurus Rex. So here, it's your own impressions, I'm going to highlight own impressions, so what I think, of Eccles's reaction, so this is the same Eccles, to the Tyrannosaurus Rex, so this is the dinosaur, so those are key words. And then evaluate, talk about how the writers, I'm going to highlight evaluate to an extent, how vivid is the imagery, how vivid is the language structure, and so on. Evaluate how the writer describes the monster. So how is it described for me as a reader, okay? And then support your response with references to the text. To be honest, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to highlight that because it kind of is obvious that you need to quote from the text, all right? So those are keywords for question number four. Now let's have a look at the uh, section B and what came up for this particular paper, the creative writing and the descriptive writing question, all right? So I've got this really interesting image and I'm told your local newspapers, this is important, so local newspaper, I'm writing for a local audience. Your local newspaper is running a creative writing competition and the best entries will be published. Wow, okay, so I'm gonna highlight that. So either write a story about time travel, important, as suggested by this picture, okay? So keywords, time travel, picture. So I'm either gonna go for this, where you've got this really interesting picture. It looks like either a really massive hall, but to be honest, from my perspective, I would probably say this, this kind of looks like an old King's Cross St. Pancras station, okay? So if you've ever been to King's Cross, uh, this huge, huge train station in central London, this kind of reminds me of that train station, maybe, you know, in the 1950s and so on. And so of course, this is good in terms of when I'm thinking about time travel. So I'm looking at this image. However, I've not yet made my decision. Let me look at this descriptive question. Or describe life, okay, so describe life as you imagine it from my imagination in 200 years time. So this one actually is telling me to imagine the future, but give a really good description of how the future would look like in 200 years this time. So this descriptive writing is, is giving a static image, but of a time in 200 years, all right? So now I've got all of the questions and I know now know, of course, obviously here in the question number five, that's all the writing space. Now I have an idea of all the different questions and what I should anticipate. So of course now I've got, I've highlighted all the keywords. What I'm now gonna do, because I've got this brewing at the back of my mind, I'm gonna read through the insert, okay? So now I'm gonna read through the insert highlight as I'm going through it, all right? So remember, of course, you always get a blurb. Make sure you begin by reading through the blurb, okay? 
using a time machine, an organization called Time Safari transports clients to the past to take part in hunting expeditions. A group that includes Mr. Eccles, together with their guide, Travis, is visiting a prehistoric jungle in order to shoot a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I'm going to highlight the some keywords from this box because this is important context, okay? So here, I'm told that there's a time machine. There's an organization called Time Safari. So this is interesting time travel, right? It takes clients to the past. It's taken us to the past. And actually, this is thematically linked to question number five, where you've got the creative and descriptive source, or rather the descriptive writing, which is to do with time travel, okay? So it takes clients to the past to take part in hunting expeditions, all right? Now, a group, this includes Mr. Eccles. So this is the same Eccles that's mentioned in question number four, okay? So already that's at the back of my mind. And it's also got the tour guide who's called Travis and they're in a prehistoric jungle. Of course, it's because they are traveling to the past. They've traveled to the prehistoric times to shoot a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay, so now I know why the T-Rex is being mentioned so frequently, okay? So I'm going to begin by reading through the first half of this page, all right, up until line 15. The jungle was high, the jungle was broad. So I'm going to highlight high and broad because I'm thinking about question number one. Sounds like music and flying tents filled the sky and these were protectorials soaring with huge grey wings. So unfortunately I can't pronounce this but I know that these are probably also prehistoric creatures, okay? And there's musical sounds, okay? Uh, sounds like music and also flying tents. I've hunted tiger, wild buffalo, elephant, but now this is it, said Eccles. I'm shaking like a kid. So here I'm probably going to highlight what Eccles says. He's so excited he's shaking like a kid. This is an interesting simile. Ah, said Travis. Everyone stopped. Travis raised his hand. Ahead, he whispered. In the mist, there he is. There's his royal majesty. Okay, so mist, pathetic fallacy, and he's whispering. So there's a build-up of tension. And royal majesty, who's the royal majesty? So I'm going to highlight that. The jungle was wide and full of twitterings, rustling, murmurs, and sighs. Okay, so again here I'm being told that the jungle, a bit more information, twitterings, murmurs, sighs, so onomatopoeia. Interesting. Suddenly it all sees as if someone has shut a door. Silence, a sound of thunder. So really booming sound. Out of the mist, 100 yards away, came Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay. It, whispered Eccles, it. Shh. All right, so here... We've got a really interesting opening. So we've got Travis, the tour guide, and we also can see Eccles. He's someone that is used to hunting lots of different exotic creatures. So here he's really excited to be shooting what we realize is now the T-Rex. And I'm probably going to highlight this because this is the first time we learn about this Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay, so it's kept a mystery up until now. And this is what we would call actually cataphoric reference. So I probably will also add this. Okay, so cataphoric reference. This is when the main focus of a story or a narrative is not introduced immediately. It's kind of, there's a build-up before it finally is introduced, okay? So it was mentioned as a royal majesty, and then finally we learn it's a T-Rex. So let's carry on. It came on great old resilient striding legs. This is interesting description, really powerful adjectives. It towered 30 feet above half of the trees, a great evil god folding its delicate watchmaker's claws close to its oily reptilian chest. It's a great evil god and it's got a reptilian chest. Important information. Each lower leg was a piston, a thousand pounds of white bone sunk in thick ropes of muscle sheathed over in a gleam of pebbled skin like the armour of a terrible warrior. So that's powerful imagery. 
Each thigh was a ton of meat, ivory and steel mesh. And from the great breathing cage of the upper body, those two delicate arms, arms dangled out in front. Arms with hands which might pick up and examine men like toys while the snake neck coiled. So these men are like toys, are so tiny in, consider in, in contrast to this huge Tyrannosaurus rex, okay? So it weighs tons. And it has these really interesting description of its little tiny arms, okay? In contrast to its huge body. And the head itself, a ton of sculptured stone lifted easily upon the sky. Its mouth gaped, exposing a fence of teeth-like daggers. Powerful imagery. Its eyes rolled, ostrich eggs, empty of all expression save hunger. It closed its mouth in a death grin. It ran, its pelvic bones crushing aside trees and bushes, its talon feet clawing damp earth, leaving prints six inches deep wherever it settled its weight. Okay, so it's hungry, really scary. And it's crushing trees, it's pushing trees out of the way. Okay, and it's got these taloned feet. It ran with a gliding ballet step, far too poised and balanced for its 10 tons. It moved into a sunlit area warily, its beautifully reptilian hands feeling the air. So again here, there's this reference to reptilian, okay, like a reptile. And it has this ballet step. So there's this juxtaposition constantly between delicate elements of the Tyrannosaurus's body. So it has delicate arms and ballet step versus its huge intimidating appearance, which of course makes it even more scary. Why, why? Echo switched his mouth. It could reach up and grab the moon. Shh, Travis jerked angrily. He hasn't seen us yet. So here we can see there's a tension between Travis and Eccles. Eccles can't keep, he can't shut up. He keeps on talking, he keeps on talking, okay? And twitching. So I probably would also annotate here, the onomatopoeia shh is rep repeated, okay? So repetition of onomatopoeia, a sound word. Carrying on. It can't be killed, Eccles pronounced this verdict quietly, as if there could be no argument. He had weighed the evidence and this was his considered opinion. The rifle on his hand seemed like a toy gun. We were fools to come, this is impossible. So here we can see Eccles is casting doubt over these guys' minds. He's like really, really scared and he's speaking now quietly. This is in contrast to how he was talking about, oh, I've wanted, hunted all of these wild boars, elephants and so on, okay? And he says, this is impossible. So he's now annoying Travis, as we can see here. Shut up, his Travis. So this is interesting, lots of tension. Nightmare. Turn around, commanded Travis. Walk quietly to the machine. We'll remit half your fee. So Travis is talking to him in lots of imperative sentences. Turn around, walk. I didn't realize it would be this big, said Eccles. I miscalculated, that's all. And now I want out. It sees us. There's the red paint on its chest. So now it's got red paint, okay? So kind of like uh, uh, an area for it to shoot, okay? The tyrant lizard raised itself. Its armoured flesh glittered like a thousand green coins. The coins, crusted with slime, steamed. In the slime, tiny insects wriggled so that the entire body seemed to twitch and undulate, even while the monster itself did not move. It excelled, 
the stink of raw flesh blew down the wilderness. Now here, we've got really powerful and terrifying imagery of the lizard. It's a tyrant, okay, like a really evil tyrant. It's armored, so its body is almost bulletproof and it also glitters like a thousand green coins. And it's crusted with slime. So there's this horrible, horrible, disgusting imagery of all of these little tiny insects that are living on its body. And then it exhales and it stinks, right? So, and of course this raw flesh could foreshadow maybe how the raw flesh could also be, it's gonna eat the human beings, so these men, and they're also gonna stink in a similar way. Get me out of here, said Eccles. It was never like this before. I'm, I was always sure I'd come through alive. I had good guides, good safaris and safety. This time I figured wrong. I've met my match and I admit it. This is too much for me to get hold of. So now here we've got Eccles. He wants to leave. Okay, so he's saying, I was always sure he's chickening out. And he states and he uh, uses rule of three. Good guides, good safaris, safety. Okay, and here he's building up the tension. Don't run, said Lesperance. Turn around, hide in the machine. So there's a new character who's also really annoyed by Eccles. He tells him, go away. Yes, said Eccles, seems to be, yes, Eccles seemed to be numb. He looked at his feet as if trying to move. He gave a grunt of helplessness. Eccles! He took a few steps, blinking, shuffling. So here he's hesitant and he's annoying those people. Not that way. The monster at the first motion lunged forward with a terrible scream. It covered 100 yards in 60 seconds. The rifles jerked up and blazed fire. Windstorm, but the beast's mouth engulfed them in the stench of slime and old blood. The monster roared, teeth glittering with sun. So of course we know that the monster was really hungry. So it's now coming at them. It's running towards them and it goes really quickly. So when it's running, it literally covers this huge you know, space between them in just six seconds and the rifles, now these guns are blazing fire, but remember it's armored, okay? So will the rifles really do anything? And the monster roared and its teeth are glittering with sun. The rifles cracked again, but the sound was lost in shriek and lizard thunder. The great level of the reptile's tail swung up, lashed sideways. Trees exposed in clouds, exploded in clouds of leaf and branch. The monster twitched its jeweler's hands down to fondle at the men, to twist them in half, to crush them like berries, to cram them into its teeth and its screaming throat. Its bolder stone eyes leveled with the men. They saw themselves mirrored. They fired at the metallic eyelids and the blazing black iris. Like a stone idol, like a mountain avalanche, the Tyrannosaurus fell. So this is really powerful ending. So here again, the guns are cracking again, right? They're shooting, but they're not getting any closer. And there's shriek and lizard thunder. So the Tyrannosaurus is shouting, shouting, shouting. And we can see that the um, um, monster, it's twitching its jeweler's hands. This is really interesting metaphor. And it wants to crush these men like little berries, okay? So this is contrasting the size of this monster with the men. And it's still screaming, this animal scream. And its eyes leveled with them and they see themselves mirrored. So this is really powerful. And then suddenly this metallic eyelids, they fire straight into its eyes, the only part that's not armored, okay? And they fire straight into the middle, the center of the eye. And then suddenly the 
Tyrannosaurus falls like a stone idol. So it goes really, really still like a stone idol, similarly like Mountain Avalanche, and then suddenly it falls. So this is a really, really powerful and interesting story, okay, about these men's encounter. And we can see there are three main characters that are included, okay? So we know about Travis, all right, so the tour guide. We've also got Eckled. So he started off, you know, being really, really showy off, uh, you know, showing off, oh, I've done this. Oh, look at how amazing I am. Look at how amazing I am. And then suddenly he changes his tone when he finally sees the T-Rex here, okay? So we see this shift in tone and dynamic. We also see the tour guide is getting really angry at Eckholds. And there's a third person, we don't quite know who he is. However, he seems to have some form of authority because he also tells Eckholds, go away, don't run, just go go off, hide, okay? Let us, let us do the real work. And then the men who have traveled to see this T-Rex, uh, fortunately for them, they end up killing it, all right? So now that we've read the extract, and of course, as I was reading, hopefully you've noticed, I was literally highlighting all of the keywords, okay? The relevant information, as you can see, there's lots of highlighting. And of course, even as I went through, there were certain really interesting parts which are highlighted, but I was also compelled to annotate, okay? Because the annotations is just kind of reminding me, all right? So something like cataphoric reference is an interesting structural technique where, for example, the main um, kind of character, this is of course the T-Rex, it's hidden, okay? So the main focus isn't really introduced until later on this is cataphoric reference this is in contrast to anaphoric reference or anaphora where the main focus is repeated and talked about repetitively from the opening okay so now that we've read this and also we have an idea of all the questions we're going to dive into answering the paper starting of course off with question number one